Shalom and welcome to yet another episode of TV7's Times Observer. Joining me for the program is, of course, my co-host, Mr. Amir Tzalfati, the founder of Behold Israel. Thank you for joining us, uh, Thank you, Amir, for this program. And how about we open with prayer and yes. then continue into yes. today's topics? All right. Father, we thank you so much that you uh, you are the beginning and the end. You are the Alpha and the Omega, the Aleph and the Tav. Uh, you, you said uh, that you uh, take pleasure in all the things that are happening and that you declare the end from the beginning. So, Father, today as we look into world events and we try to connect them to your word, we ask that your Holy Spirit will help guiding us and help us also bring uh, comfort, clarity, and, uh, and much a edif edification and exhortation to the body. We ask that in Yeshua's name. Amen. 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 All right, Amir, this past month since uh, we last had our program was very eventful, to say the least. The Middle East, even though in the first speech of U.S. President Joe Biden, uh, when he... Uh, made an appearance at the State Department in Washington, except for Saudi Arabia and yes. Yemen. There was no Middle East. There was no Middle East. <laughs> there was no Israel. Mm -hmm. Compared to the former administration. So many uh, different administrations in the past, from uh, President Trump to uh, uh, Obama to George W. Bush and Bill Clinton, and they all called within the first you know week or so. Uh, so it, it was quite in line with the signals that the, the Biden administration wanted to send all over the world. One, bolstering relations with key partners and allies, of course, uh, talking specifically about the Europeans, uh, the United Kingdom and EU member states, France and, and Germany, as well as other member states uh, within that constellation discussions with key allies in uh, the East, specifically South Korea, Japan, and Australia. And then, of course, pivoting also the focus and resources, uh, vast amounts for, uh, from uh, the, the Defense Department, from the Middle East, CENTCOM to EASTCOM, specifically South China Sea, where uh, there is uh, the great power competition. Now, of course, they keep mentioning within the closed circles that the Middle East is still very important because China, which is the, the key challenge for the United States today, is heavily reliant on Middle East metal, oil, and much more of that. Nevertheless, uh, according to what uh, we have seen thus far, it seems that the Biden administration has not played its cards right, unfortunately, uh, considering the fact that the dynamics have significantly changed from the Obama administration when, of course, uh, the uh, current president was then vice president to uh, Barack Obama. And uh, you have the different people, whether it is uh, Antony Blinken uh, and uh, um, uh, William Burns, who was at the time the undersecretary uh, of state, uh, who also, among others, uh, many people forget, uh, was the person who advanced UN Security Council Resolution 1927 uh, or 29 uh, with regard to the sanctions on Iran back then and uh, was quite a, one of the Iran hawks, if you will, uh, prior to the uh, uh, 
adoption on October the 18th of the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, commonly known as the uh, Iran nuclear deal. But talking about today, we see that uh, our, the main concerns in Israel are, one, how is the Biden administration going to respond to Israeli concerns? Of course, uh, thus far, there have been three conversations between the counterparts, uh, Antony Blinken, U.S. Secretary of State, and uh, the Israeli uh, Foreign Minister Gabi Ashkenazi. Uh, Austin uh, in the Defense Department uh, communicated with his counterpart, Defense Minister uh, Benny Gantz. And then Prime Minister Netanyahu received one phone call for approximately an hour of discussions on uh, various topics uh, in which they were just practically notified about U.S. intentions with regard to Iran, with regard to other aspects that uh, uh, Washington is not hiding its intention to focus on the diplomatic aspect of things. Now, before we reach the, the points of biblical perspective to, to the various topics that take place, uh, the three elements or the four elements I want to touch on is Iran, which is a key challenge for Israel, of course. Uh, the second one is Turkey. Turkey at this stage uh, according to various uh, conversation I had with uh, both intelligence officials as well as senior defense officials about uh, Turkish uh, intentions, they're seeking a rapprochement with Israel because of their concerns regarding the Biden administration not favoring the EKP party of President Recep Tayyip Erdogan in, in Ankara. And at the same time, they're looking uh, to distance themselves from the Islamic Republic of Iran with some intelligence officials confirming to us that an escalation between Turkey and Iran, including Iranian elements in Iraq, are on a course of collision, which comes suddenly into a certain interest or common interest with the state of Israel where there, there is a... a joint understanding that they want to kick out all the Iranian Shiite militias, the Hashtashabi, Qatar Hezbollah uh, being the, the biggest part of that, and uh, the various organizations in Syria. And it seems like things are also shifting in Libya with regard to, you know, on, on uh, specifically February 5th, uh, there was a uh, vote uh, where uh, there is a new president uh, of Libya, some kind of internationally, interim internationally recognized government, um, which is backed by Turkey. So it, everything is playing a little bit uh, in the region. Everything seems to be quite uh, uh, mixed up at this stage, and there is no stability in Jerusalem. That is something that needs to be highlighted with elections just around the corner. Let's start with Iran. Where are things currently with Iran? When we look at specifically, and this is something that I heard on TV7's My Brother's Keeper program that uh, was uh, just recently aired. Uh, we had, uh, it's a program for, uh, to, to highlight uh, the, the work amongst persecuted Christians in Muslim-majority state, states, and uh, uh, the director of uh, Iran Alive Ministries was hosted there, Dr. Hormuz Shariat, uh, during which he focused on the Elam aspect of things. Now, uh, if our, our viewers may join us to Jeremiah 49, 
between verses four, uh, 34 and uh, 39. Actually, let's focus just on 38 right now, but uh, I encourage you to read the whole passage between 34 and 39. Um, it says, I will set my throne in Elam and will destroy from there the king and the princes, says the Lord. Mm-hmm. That's in Iran. Correct. Elam is a small, very small part of Iran. It's actually right on the shores of the Persian Gulf where Bushehr is and, the, 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 of course, the reactor. And um, Elam is a kingdom that no longer exists. It, it's a kingdom that was there in the Old Testament, the book of Esther, King Artaxerxes, uh, and, and all of that. It was indeed that one. And Elamites or Elamites were also in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost, as you can read in Acts chapter 2. Um, in verse 8, you can see, uh, verse 9, Parthians and Medes and Elamites. So Elamites and Elam was a part of, of what today we call Persia in or Iran, of course. So um, personally, I believe that what we, when we look at end-time prophecy, should focus on is to zoom out and see the entire country of, of Persia, because that's the one that is mentioned in Ezekiel War. Could be, I'm not, you know, I'm not a prophet. Could be that after the destruction slash uh, defeat of Persia by the Lord, there will be a, a new kingdom there in Elam. Like, uh, I, that I don't know. All I know is that Elam does not exist anymore. And uh, the beauty of what happened in the Old Testament and later on in New Testament is that God judged them. And then later on, also, they were there coming as pilgrims and were exposed to the gospel in chapter 2 of the book of Acts. So, th- that, so that's it. Now, we, as, as we know, we, we are looking into... Iran today, and Iran is not a friend of Israel, Mm. and Iran is actually plotting day and night how to destroy this country, and uh, the Biden administration, we will talk about it in a few seconds, is definitely a completely different uh, ball game from what we've seen with the previous administration. No, there's a clear change of policy with regard to the Middle East, uh, even though uh, the policy is not entirely of, of redeploying significant amounts mm-hmm. of troops and such. No, there, there's, there's some continuity on certain aspects. Just uh, the, the key partners of the United States have been uh, somewhat pushed to the sidelines. Uh, when it comes to U.S. interests, uh, there was the whole talk at the State Department about values and interests being intertwined into one, uh, which, of course, has a plenty of uh, implications, which also touched into suddenly Chinese interests and to bolster their interests in the regions. But uh, continuing on Elam very shortly, it continues on verse 39, but it shall come to pass in the latter days. And we had a short conversation yes. before the program. Latter days. Explain to <clears throat> us uh, yes. who is not as yes. um, knowledgeable <laughs> about this. Aren't the latter days the ones that are about to come in the future? Or mm-hmm. where does this exactly stand? Not always. In fact, uh, Jonathan, Hebrews chapter 1, 
starts with God, who at various times in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his son, whom he had appointed heir of all things. In other words, from the day Jesus came to the world to fulfill all that was spoken by the prophets, um, that's when the term the last days had begun. That's when we see what is the last days? The fulfillment of God's prophecies and God's promises. So yes, some of them are not yet been uh, uh, in, in place. Some of them took place already. The, all the prophecies about the first coming of the Messiah took place already. Mm. The prophecies about the rapture and the second coming are not yet. I mean, that's why the Bible says in Isaiah 46 verses 9 and 10, I am God, there is no other. I am God, there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, things that are not yet done. Mm -hmm. So uh, some of the things took place. Some of the things did not take place yet. I believe that uh, when Christ came, as Hebrews chapter 1 says, the last days started. And so the Elamites in Jerusalem on Pentecost of uh, the first century is definitely already a fulfillment of the last days. Mm. There's no doubt about it because the Bible says so. I mean, I always like to let, let the Bible um, speak for itself. Speak and also interpret the Bible. Right. If you don't understand right. one thing here, let's see where it is elsewhere and mm. we get the picture. Absolutely. All right. Speaking about uh, bringing Turkey into the picture, uh, the last time we spoke, of course, uh, Israel and Turkey are not good friends. Even though on the economic level, uh, the situation pre-corona, I'm not talking about the current uh, corona situation, was quite good. Uh, the, the businesses between Israel and uh, Turkey, especially the construction industry, uh, the, the buildings you see in Tel Aviv sprout out. Many of those were built actually by Turkish companies, uh, with uh, Turkish Airlines being one of the major yeah. airlines uh, to uh, also bring goods to Israel and take goods from Israel uh, elsewhere. But uh, the, the uh, unfriendly attitude between Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan and Prime Minister Bimi Netanyahu with uh, just, you know, two two rounds of elections ago uh, on the third round of elections uh, or the second one. Uh, Benny Gantz at the time likened Netanyahu to Erdogan, to Erdogan which in Turkey may be seen as a... a insult to Erdogan, but in, in Israel it's uh, seen insult as an Netanyahu. insult for Netanyahu. So there is a lot of, of uh, this uh, disrespect yes. going on between the two countries, even though on the military level, uh, from all the people I spoke to, uh, they still have a lot of respect to the Turkish yes. military because of the historic ties between the two countries up until 2009 and the Malvi Marmara incident and such. Nevertheless, it seems like there is a rapprochement uh, in the making, with Turkey courting Israel and really eager to normalize relations for various reasons, and Israel having doubts about it, two schools of thought. One sees it as a strategic interest vis-a-vis -vis Iran. The other school of thought, which is also a very significant one, sees it as a problem and an obstacle considering the close relations with Egypt, which is Turkey's 
major rival in the region, as well as Greece and Cyprus, having the whole uh, East Med pipeline or the East Med Forum and, and various aspects, and of course also the United Arab Emirates, which is cur currently in the Gulf, Turkey's arch enemy. So th there are various aspects there. How do you, does the Bible refer to this aspect? Does this somehow um, spell a certain shift in the storyline? Well, you know, in the Bible, in Ezekiel chapter 38, Turkey of today is Gomer and the house of Togarma. And um, it is definitely going to take part of this uh, coalition that will come and attack Israel. Persia, Turkey, Iran, Turkey, Russia, probably, and also Libya, which we will talk about in a few seconds. And uh, it says there, Kush. Kush in, in, in the Hebrew is something that could either be Ethiopia or Sudan. Let's see what's, what's going on there, and, and we can understand. At the moment, Sudan has sort of a peace agreement with Israel, but you never know when it's going to end and what, why, and, you know, that broker power of that peace is no longer in power. So that could be um, a different, and things can change. But I can tell you that um, we can look at Turkey in the macro and the in, in the in the micro, and and we can look at the small, you know, uh, angle the sh the small angle of of they need us maybe uh, because right now they're in, not in good terms with the, the United States, but in the in the broader perspective, the Turks uh, under Erdogan at least. And it might be Erdogan himself. They have this big plan of expansion in the sea, but also in land. And uh, let's not forget, Turkey wants to bring back the caliphate to its hands. They want to become this, the leaders of the Sunni world. And uh, they want to go back to the days of the Ottoman Empire. They, are, uh, they don't even hide it. They say that. So as far as I'm concerned, um, we look, even, by the way, talking about Russia, Russia is pretty much good friends with Israel at the moment. But the day will come when whoever is going to rule Russia will see that it's it's better for him, for his own interest, to come and plunder whatever Israel has than to be friends with Israel. It's all a matter of calculating the situation. What do I benefit from more? And at the moment, Turkey may not be the biggest enemy of Israel, like Iran maybe, but Turkey is definitely, a, and, uh, Turkey understands that Israel favors, at the moment, Greece and, and Cyprus. And every time the Turks wants to do something with us, we are actually signing more things with the Greek and with the Cyprians, and, uh, and that speaks volumes. Well, I, I agree, even though every time I tell my Turkish... Uh uh, friends that, uh, you know, the, there are concerns here in Israel about uh, the, the way also good, uh, Greece would react and the way uh, uh, Egypt would react. And if there is an altercation, ultimately, maybe not uh, with uh, boots on the ground and, and aircraft in the air, but uh, Israel will stand by its allies uh, when the time yeah. comes. Uh, and uh, something that is quite interesting, though, about uh, you speak about Gomel, and here it says uh, about Paras Kush Veput, Itam Kulam Magen Vekova, Paras Kush and Put, with them, everybody with a shield and a hat, Gomer Vekol Agapea, which means 
Gomer and all of its flanks. Yes. All of its flanks. Yeah, it's Gomer and, and in, in, the, in the English one, it's translated Gomer and all its troops. That's what it says here. Even though Agapea, Agapea is not Agapea troops. Agapea it's, it's parts. It's, uh, you're right. It's uh, 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 the, yeah, the parts which correct. are. Now, uh, it's quite interesting because Kol Agapea would also mean, of course, uh, the mercenaries that it has in Syria, uh, the Turkmen militias as part of the Hashtashabi, something that people don't know. Hashtashabi is not all pro-Iranian. Yes. They're... Uh, a section there is pro-Iranian, which is the biggest section, uh, nonetheless. Mm-hmm. There are some sections that go after the imam uh, of uh, the, the Ayatollah in, uh, specifically uh, in uh, Iraq, Iraq, and are a lot more in tune with that. There are Christian militias in Hashtashabi, which are backed by other uh, countries, including Armenia. And then you have... Uh, various uh, uh, militias of Turkmen who are backed specifically yeah. by uh, the by Turkey of today and, and uh, various organizations. Now, it seems like all those organizations, alongside its Agape, uh, yeah. you know, when you say Agape, you also speak about Azerbaijan, possibly. Could be, could be. Even, even though Azerbaijan even, is very close allies with yeah. Israel, you know, so it yeah. it. Bears into question to what degree is that yeah. actually expanded? Uh, we, we, we don't really know because it, it talks about the biblical name of that place. And Gomer at the time was not all of Turkey of today. So it could be that it's Gomer. It was much smaller. Exactly. So yeah. it could be Gomer, which is the original, and all the rest that has been added to it ever since. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, there's no way for me to know that. But one thing I know, uh, at the time this attack will come, it will be, you know, we sometimes when we read biblical account, we can learn from what we don't read also, what, what's not there. We don't see any country coming to aid and assist Israel militarily. There's no one. Mm-hmm. One. Two, we see countries that are protesting against it. And that's Sheba and Didan, uh, Tarshish, the merchants of Tarshish, and all the young lions of Tarshish, which a lot of people think Sheba and Dedan is, of course, anything from the area of the UAE to Saudi Arabia. The Arabian Gulf. Exactly. Right. And the merchants of Tarshish is, uh, they believe the European, the EU is over Tarshish, is maybe Spain and everything of Western Europe. But nobody will assist them. Or military. Could be. My point is, which is important, is that there's going to be an attack coming from five main countries. And it will be protested by others. But no one is going to come to help Israel but God. But God. And he is going to humiliate them on the the land of Israel. And the Bible Bible says, the last verse of that chapter is, and I will be known in the eyes of many nations, then they shall know that I am the Lord. Mm. Which is the, that's the beauty of it. And by the way, this is why God always stands by Israel, not because Israel is perfect, not because Israel is good, not because Israel is, is, is completely, all of them are saints. No, God through how or through what he does with Israel, he makes the nations know that he mm. is the Lord. And of course, as you can clearly see, he's going to judge all of them. Um, and it's going to be in, in 
everything but the conventional warfare. Mm -hmm. Take a look. I mean, from the very beginning, from uh, probably verse 19 all the way to the end, it's all about earthquake and, and stuff that comes from the sky. And it's, it's not that he's going to send us uh, the USS Nimitz or, or, you know, some other. It's not like uh, Yom Kippur War where Richard Nixon, uh, you know, sent everything possible to help us uh, fight, uh, you know, the Syrians and the Egyptians. So it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing, Jonathan. But pay attention. Israel even then will have maybe euphoria and they would probably be so excited, you know, God. But then when it's still religion and not relationship, they'll go for the religious stuff and the religious stuff will make them be blind to the truth of Jesus and and they will be more exposed to the lie of the Antichrist. Because mm -hmm. they come with, these are messianic times. Look, God just won the war. Now there's a new world leader that allows a temple in Jerusalem, peace on earth, prosperity, completely a delusion, and they will really think this is the Messiah. Mm. And uh, of course, when he will enter into that temple and declare himself as God, that's when those who are not into that lie will depart. Indeed. Well, it's uh, what a picture it is. <laughs> um, we don't have very much time left. We actually have only a minute and a half about. Um, and I, I wish we had more time to also discuss Egypt as uh, uh, now the United States is, of course, uh, uh, focused on, on talking about values and, and uh, uh, the humanitarian yeah. uh, human rights human and rights and such uh, at a time when you know Egypt is is combating the Muslim Brotherhood exactly. and uh, and yes. and Wilayat uh, Sina and such and uh, various uh, tribes that are affiliated with that uh, but uh, uh, it seems like China and Russia are swooping in because of that saying we don't care what you do on as long as it is in your interests and it protects your country, we're fine with that and we want to build your country with you, which is quite attractive for those kind of countries, including yep. Saudi Arabia, including and uh, Egypt. China, indeed, uh, uh, and Egypt, Egypt yes. and, and Turkey, by yep. the way. Turkey yep. now is signaling no to the United States saying, okay, we might be your NATO allies, but not at any expense. Uh, if you don't want to be part of this uh, or uh, stand with us against our enemies, then we won't yeah. stand with you against your enemies and we'll look uh, towards China. And China has been, you know, uh, very keen on, mm -hmm. on bolstering its regional presence. But uh, this is all the time that we have today. Uh, Amir, we're looking forward, uh, I'm looking forward to next month uh, from today where we'll have an opportunity to discuss this further. So thank you so very much. I'd like also to thank our viewers and God bless you and we will see you next time. For more of TV7's productions and editorials, we invite you to visit our website at www.tv7israelnews.com.